Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Photo Taco on the Improved Photography Network. I'm your host, Jeff Harmon. Thanks for spending a few minutes of your day with me. And I have a special guest on the episode today, Josh Packer. Hello, Josh. Hey, how's it going, Jeff? Good, good. So excited to have you on the show. Uh, We're going to get to the topics here really quick, but I have to first make a correction. I'm not afraid to admit mistakes when I've made them, and I've made one with the last Photo Taco podcast episode, the 221 2017 episode, where I made 10 observations about the Luminar software from MacFun. I said in that episode that the price was $140, which is would be a fair price for the software and uh, pretty impressive for that, so that price too, for what the software does. Uh, but it's not the right price. It's $69, which is like half that. And uh, that's the regular price for Luminar. What was $140 or today is $140. And what was a little confusing was on the website, they had a promotion going on where for $69, you got not only Luminar, but also some video tutorials and some presets. And that sale is has ended. And so it's back to being $140 to get the full deal with Luminar and that those add-ons. But the regular price for Luminar is $69. It's $59 if you've ever bought anything from MacFun. And they have been so kind to provide us with a discount code so that listeners of Photo Taco can actually also get that $10 off without owning anything from MacFun by checking out with coupon code PHOTOTACO, so all one word, all caps, PHOTOTACO, and you get the extra $10 off so you can get Luminar for $59, which is a fantastic deal for the functionality of the software. It, that's a really good, good option. All right, the code also works with Aurora HDR, some other software from MacFun, which does HDR processing kind of similar to Photomatics. I have not formally reviewed that product, but they tell me, the MacFun folks tell me, it's built on the same core components that they used to build Luminar. In fact, Aurora predates Luminar. So I'd imagine that it's very functional and a really incredible value. It is regularly priced at $99. If you use the coupon code PHOTOTACO, you can get it for $89 and check that out. All right, I just had to correct that little mistake. Okay, so let me introduce Josh a little before we dive into today's topic, which is doing Instagram like a pro. If you follow the Improved Photography page on Facebook, you may have seen a Facebook Live video back on November 4th of 2016. I'll put a link to that video in the show notes if anyone is wanting to go back and hear it. But Josh talked a little bit about Instagram and shared some tips on how to use it back then. And ever since I saw that live broadcast, I've been working with them on a time and date that we could dive into the topic a lot further like we do here on Photo Taco. So Josh has a couple of Instagram accounts you're going to want to check out. One is at Pactography. That's P-A-C-K-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y, like photography, but Pactography uh, on Instagram, where he's got 50,000, more than 50,000 followers as we record this episode here in February 2017. He has done that with only 385 posts under that account and only follows 247 people. So that's an amazing follower to following ratio. And we're going to talk more about that in a little bit. Uh, So Josh, your bio on IG also says that you founded the Idaho Daily, the at Idaho Daily account, and that you are an explorer of at the outbound. Is that right? 
I am. Yep. Okay. So the at Idaho Daily has twenty five thousand followers, over twenty five thousand, and uh, only following fifty one. So again, an impressive ratio there, and amazing, unbelievable is at the Outbound, which has six hundred and forty six thousand followers. It's crazy. <laughs> It's so, a great account. Yeah, I really like the outbound. I do great work. So besides Instagram, which we're going to get into a ton of detail on, what else should the listeners know about you? Like what kind of photography do you do? Well, I primarily just do landscape photography. I might do a little bit of portrait work of my kids and things like that or my family. But really, I'm just into landscape photography. Okay. I love photographing barns. I love photographing mountains. As you look at my account, you'll kind of see the things that I like to photograph pretty easily. Awesome. Okay, so I, I want to get into the background on how you got so many followers for those accounts and what being an explorer for At The Outbound means. But first, we need to thank the sponsor of this episode, which is ImprovedPhotographyPlus.com. ImprovedPhotographyPlus.com is like this photo taco podcast, but on warp speed <laughs> with regard to how you can improve your own photography. If you're feeling a little stuck or like you haven't seen much improvement in your photography lately, you really need to give improvephotographyplus.com a try. Subscribers get immediate access to everything Improved Photography has produced over the years, including video training, presets, and access to many of the hosts of the podcast on the Improved Photography Network. It's only $19.95 a month to subscribe, and you can start your free trial today by heading over to improvephotographyplus.com. I want to thank Jim and improvephotographyplus.com for making this episode possible. All right, so Josh, I want to start with the story or background about how it is you managed to get such a massive following on those Instagram accounts. How did you build up the following you have today? That is a very good question, Jeff, and I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about this tonight. And I just wanted to talk about how I really started the account really just to kind of share some photos. I didn't really have a good camera at that point. So I really would take photos with my phone and I would share them. And that was really the main reason that I got onto Instagram was because I felt like it was a little bit better than Facebook because Facebook just has a lot of other stuff that I don't really care about. And Inst <laughs> right. Instagram is just all about sharing photos and it's just a very positive network. So I got on there and I've been on Instagram for a few years now, two or three years about, and my account grew steadily, but it was about over the last uh, six months or so that my account has really taken off. And a lot of that has to do with the algorithm, I think. It, it can either work for you or against you. As we all know, they changed it from that most recent photo showing up in your feed to an algorithm uh -huh. that they kind of use. And, and so for a while, my account really wasn't growing. I wasn't getting many likes on my photos. And then I just decided to uh, start sharing my photos more often. So I would post a photo every single day. I tried to do a call to action on my captions. So if you notice on my posts, if you ever look at those, I try to get right to the point underneath my caption. I'll either ask a question or just kind of say, um, just kind of trying to get people to uh, talk to me via the account, whether it be through comments or sending me a message. And by doing that, I was able to kind of increase that following. And I think 
uh, Instagram finally started liking me and they started pushing my work a little bit more. And as that happened, I really started to get a lot more followers and it kind of grew from there. So do you, you think it was like a person at Instagram that noticed your work and your, your format of your posts or whatever it is and, and pushed it up or did the algorithm notice you? I don't, I don't know. I think it was the algorithm to be honest with you. Uh-huh. And because I share photos every single day. So back in about August or September, I was getting about a thousand likes on my photos, which is great, but it was really a lot less than I had experienced right before that algorithm change. Uh-huh. I was getting about 2000 or so likes and then kind of fell off. And then when they changed that algorithm, I started posting every day. I did a call to action and I think it was the algorithm to be honest with you. As I kept posting, as I was interacting with my followers, and I think I got that push from Instagram, and it just, I didn't even have to try really at that point. I would just get hundreds of followers every single day. And that happened for about four or five months where I really didn't have to do a whole lot except for posts and comments and different things like that. So, what does it mean to be an explorer for the at the outbound account? So the Outbound has been around for a while, and I found out about them a couple of years ago. And what an explorer for the Outbound is, is just someone that likes to go on adventures, and they want to share those adventures with other people that are a part of this community of the Outbound. There's an app for the Outbound that they came out with a year or so ago, and it just shares all the different adventures that you can go on. You pull up the app if you're over in California or Utah, and automatically it shows you, hey, there are places close by that you can go check out. And the main thing with them, too, is uh, that they want to share a good adventure and they want to share good photos. They don't just, there are a lot of sites out there that say, okay, yeah, you can go on this hike and you can't find any decent photos and you really have no idea what it really looks like. And what the Outbound does is, you have all these explorers for them that will write up these adventures and they make it really simple to go find these cool places to go check out. And so that's, that's what I do. I joined them a couple of years ago and I just write adventures for them. And uh, recently I did a Yellowstone pledge is what they call that. And it's this uh, thing going on right now where Yellowstone is really trying to push for protecting our Uh, public lands Mm -hmm. and so just doing things like that that have really helped me to increase my following help me get more exposure and doing things like that so cool okay so let's let's try to i what i want to try to get across in this episode is what photographers should be doing to try to increase their followers so I, I wanted to start with, uh, so, so I have a whole bunch of questions for you that, that we have in the show notes and I'll, I'll publish those show notes with the podcast so that people can kind of see them as, as we're heading for them. But, um, the first one is the, the at pack fo- pack photography or sorry, pack photography. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> the at pack photography account. That's, that's uh, what was it? 25,000 plus followers right now. There's only 385 posts on it. So how does that work? Yeah, so with that, uh, over the last couple of years, my photography has changed. So uh, I, I've i gone through and deleted some of those photos, but really for the most part, I try to go through and post quality photos. Uh-huh. 
And so I try to post my best photos. And what I do with that is uh, through Instagram, I've met some people, kind of some mentors that have been able to kind of push me in the right direction and help me improve my photography. And one of the biggest things that uh, he told me, and his name is Mark Handy Photography, if you want to check him out on Instagram. He's a professional photographer, landscape photographer. But he told me that every time you post a photo, it should be your best work. It shouldn't just be kind of, well, I just want to share something. Every time you post, you need to post it for a reason. And so that, that's what I've tried to do. And uh, doing that really helps I don't know, showcase your work. If you're posting thousands and thousands of photos that are okay, you're not really going to stand out from the crowd. So the biggest thing that you can do on Instagram is really to uh, just every time you post a photo, make sure that it's your best work. And by doing it that way, when people check out your account, they're going to say, oh, wow, I really like these photos and they want to give you a follow. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my first first step, I would say. And how long has that account been around then, roughly? So it's been around for a couple of years now, like I talked about before. So, and it's really within the last six months, my account has grown from eighteen thousand to over fifty thousand. So, and I, I feel like my photography has changed a lot in the last six yeah. months as well. I'll bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what was your original goal then when you, when you started the IG account, what, what was your goal? What were you trying to get? Well, I just love sharing photos with people. I loved being out in nature. I just want to go out, take photos and share those with other people. And that was really the only thing that I started Instagram for was to do that. And it's evolved a little bit now, but really that's what I started it for. Okay. And has it led to clients? Yes. Yeah. In different forms and forms that I didn't really even think was going to be possible. But uh, I have had people contact me saying, Hey, I want to get a print and I'll buy prints and, uh-huh. or, and so I have that way. And also I do some photo shoots for different people. There's a media market uh, marketing company over in Jackson hole that I've been working with. And I've done a couple of shoots uh-huh. for them. And so it's kind of expanding. I've been contacted several times about doing different shoots, and it doesn't always work out. But it's amazing what this account has done in terms of just opening up a lot of opportunities for me to do different things. And I am not a full-time photographer. I actually have a day job. But in my free time, when I do find a moment, I, I love to go out and do some of these things. And hopefully I can do a little bit more of that. Okay. So how much time are you investing in your Instagram account? Uh, I was investing a lot more time back probably in September. And now I don't do quite as much, but I'd say it's about an hour or so every day. I'll go through and post a photo and it takes me a little while to go through that. And then I'll just try to respond to comments as much as I can and and I tried to respond to every single person that had actually made a comment on my post. And I don't do that quite as much anymore. I don't have as much time right now. But I probably spend about an hour or so every day doing that. So are you using any tools besides the app itself to do the posts or respond to the comments or do follow management or any of that? I do use a couple of things. And back in the day, 
like I would write these long posts and then I'd try to post a photo and then for whatever reason it didn't save my caption. So <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, yeah, I know it, it would drive me crazy. So yeah. I kind of moved, moved over and just used the notes app on my iPhone uh-huh. and I, I'll put the post in there and I'll update what, uh, camera settings and things like that, but I'll kind of stay in the same format and then I'll use that and then I'll post that to Instagram when I'm doing my photos so I don't lose that caption because it's no fun to spend 10 minutes typing up something and then lose it all. Right. So I do that and I also use an app called Instatag and I don't think it's on Android but it is on Apple and maybe they do have one. I'm sure there's one like it but as you can see I post a lot of hashtags on my photos. Yeah. And I don't go through and manually type all those (laughs) each time. What I've done is I've gone through and I've added those manually into this app. And I can go through whenever I want and I can go uh, click on the ones that I want to use. It stores them there. I just click, click, click and click my 30 hashtags and copy and then I can paste that over there. So it's a lot simpler that way. Does it give you any feedback about the hashtags that are like more helpful than others? Uh, Yes, there are some. There's like trending hashtags and things like that. But really, the hashtags that I use, when I first started, I would use all those like nature, nature lovers and things like that that I thought would be applicable. And I think you can do some of that. But I think some of the best hashtags that you can do for these hub accounts that feature your uh-huh, work uh-huh. and and so i just shared a photo recently a night nightscape over in swan valley and it got me uh, four or five features in the last couple of days and these weren't small features these were hundred and fifty thousand uh follower accounts that featured my work and that came because my account has grown so that when you use a hashtag in instagram uh, you have the top nine is what they call that, right? Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about, Jeff? Yeah, the, the, right. Yep, I do. Yes. Well, but you know, go ahead and go ahead and explain it. Yeah, anyway. go ahead. But yeah, so on Instagram, you have the top nine photos, and I don't know how the algorithm decides which photos show up there. It's based on likes and comments and different things like that. But whenever I use a hashtag. I tend to see my photos popping up in the top nine, and when those accounts are going out there to feature work like uh, long exposure shots or amazing long expo and things like that. They'll go out there and look at their hashtag photos. And if yours is in the top nine at the very top, you're more likely to get featured, I would say. And that's not always the case, but that definitely helps. So what do you, can you correlate anything you've done to ending up in the top nine? Um, I think mainly now it's because I have a big following and by having a bigger following, I get right now I'm getting anywhere from 3000 to six, 7,000 likes on my photos. Uh And so that, that definitely helps out. And it depends on the account. It depends on the hashtag. Some hashtags have 1000 photos. Some hashtags have a hundred thousand photos showing up in it. So if there are people posting to it every day, it's a little, little bit harder to get yours showing up in the top nine. If it's a smaller account that's featuring your work, then it's a lot easier to get your photos showing up in that. Okay. And, and so the hub accounts, why don't you explain what a hub account is too, in case listeners don't know what that is. 
That, that's a good point, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a hub account are really just these accounts that would want to go through and feature people's work. And so they set up these accounts and they'll have moderators or uh, curators or contributors, whatever you want to call them. And they will go through and look at the photos that have been hashtagged, for example, with my own account, Idaho Daily. Uh, anybody that uses the, the hashtag Idaho Daily will show up in this hashtag of ours that we have. And then uh, people that are part of the team of Idaho Daily go through on a daily basis and they look at any photo that's been hashtagged with Idaho Daily. And so we go through and we select the photos that we want to feature and then we just pick them and we uh, take a screenshot and crop it and then we share it on Instagram. And yeah. so that's what we do. And th there are thousands and thousands of accounts out there that do this. So right. you've got to find the ones that are applicable to what you're doing. If you're into nightscape photography, do Long Expo Elite, do Amazing Long Expo. There's a Nightscaper. There are all sorts of different accounts that you can do. And so what I try to do is I try to find those, and then those are the hashtags that I use, more so than anything like uh, Beautiful Day or anything <laughs> right. like that. So I don't, I don't really use any of those anymore. It's more so I'm just using these ones that I know that uh, hubs are looking at, and, and that's how... I kind of got involved with the uh, U.S. Interior, that account that is kind of over all the national parks. And so they saw some of my photos, and and I think it was through hashtags and different things like that that they saw them. And from then on, I've been able to get my work shown by them, and they've got over a million followers. And so it's all about using these hashtags to get noticed, I think. And if you use beautiful and things uh, you can use a little bit of that i think and that's fine but really it's all about getting featured by accounts and i did that for a while and i think that really helped okay so getting up to that ten thousand or so mark it, you obviously that's helping you to get in the top nine and there's some some advantages once you get that following but boy getting to that ten thousand is such a challenge at least it has been for me so finding the hub accounts Posting the hashtags, because most of them will say right in their bios what hashtag you need to use, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So finding those hashtags that are part of those hub accounts so that those hub accounts will see you, it, do you think that's one of the biggest strategies to trying to, to increase the followers up to that magic 10,000 plus mark? Yeah, that is definitely a part of it. And I think the first key is that you've got to post great photos. It's not going to do any good if you're posting photos that people aren't looking at or very interested in you've got to post photos that pop that really stand out and when you do that that's when you're going to start getting noticed by, by these hubs it's kind of like the snowball effect right you post these great photos then everybody starts looking at them and you get these accounts featuring your work and before you know it your account's grown by a couple hundred followers and you didn't have to do a whole lot to so do that it sounds like having a I'm going to use the, I don't know if this is a good terminology or not, but I'll, I'll call it a clean account is maybe yeah. a, a, mm -hmm. an important factor yeah, there. Yeah, I like that. Where you're not mixing in pictures of your lunch, pictures of your kids, pictures of whatever else exactly. with, with the other photos. Um, they want, I, I've seen that. I've been featured on a couple of things, but it was when I had this massive string of Utah landscapes that I was posting. I had a whole bunch of them in a row so that if someone went and looked at my profile, the whole first page, or even if you scrolled for a little bit, was nothing but Utah landscapes. 
And that seemed yep. to make it so that some of the Utah hub accounts that I follow and was hashtagging on felt like, okay, I can profile this one because when they go look at it, they're going to see a whole lot of Utah landscapes instead of other stuff in there. Uh, that, that is very good. And I'm glad you brought that up because I've had friends that I've talked to and they're like, well, how do I increase my following and get my account improved? And I say, well, you, you've got to quit sharing photos of your kids yeah. and things like that are funny things because it, like you said, I like the way you put that, a clean account. Your account has just got to be pristine. It's got to have all these nice landscapes. If that's what you're going for. If it's mainly portrait work that you're doing, just a lot of portraits. And by doing it that way, it's really going to make your account stand out. And when those moderators come in and look at your gallery, they're going to see, oh, wow, he's got like 50 awesome photos right here. Yeah, of course I'm going to share one of them. And also I wanted to say something else I kind of done too is for these hubs, a lot of times when they post the photo, they'll say um, the photo was selected by whoever, right? right. right? Uh-huh. And so what I started doing is back in the day, and I don't do it a whole lot anymore, but uh, I would go through and say, okay, well, I'm going to go through and uh, get to know this person. I go through and start liking this person's photos, the moderator's photos, and comment on them and try to become friends with them. And you know what happened? I became friends with them. And a little bit later, you know what happened? If they're following me, right, Yeah. then they're going to see my photos and they're like, hey, that would be a great photo for the account right. to share on this hub. And that happened time and time again. And it still happens somewhat. And that's how I got some of my photos featured on Instagram or different things like that is from people that I know my friends and it's all about networking right people talk about networking 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 and that's really what you got to do on instagram you've really got to become friends with people get to know people and by doing that you're going to expand or uh, get more exposure for sure okay so you you've got a really good uh name for your account i love pactography that's that's a cool account name do you think the name is important at all oh yeah definitely is and my name used to be pactography 31 because somebody had actually used pactography without the k and that's what i wanted to use and i used pactography 31 and i used that for a while and then after about a year i'm like i've got to get rid of that 31 because it doesn't really mean a whole lot so i just wanted my name to stand out and i think you can do it a few different ways a lot of people just like to use their name and I, like you, Jeff, and I think that's great too. And uh, But your name is so important. Uh, there are some people that their name is just a hard name, plus it's got like dots and different things like that. I'm like, right. nobody's going to feature this, uh, your photos, because it's like impossible to try to figure out how they even type in your account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, your name is so important. It really makes you stand out, whether it be... Uh, split second snapshot. These are some of my friends or wilderness addict or nature cure different names like that are what make you stand out or find me on the mountain. Things like that really make your name stand out and people can remember that 
or if you use your name, you can build your name, and, and that's a great way to do it too. A lot of people I know use their names, and that works out perfectly too. But it really should be something simple. It shouldn't be super complicated. It shouldn't have like 15 underscores in it or <laughs> right. anything like that. It really needs to be – and my name isn't the most simple. People try to say it, and it is a little more difficult, but I still like the name. I like pictography because yeah, it's kind of cool. like pictography or photography. So Yeah. Um, Okay, how about, do you think it's really important to have that ratio between followers and following be kind of in the favor of the followers versus how many you're following? Does that play a factor? Yeah, I think it kind of depends on how you want to go about doing it. So I know there are some hub accounts that will go through and they'll just start following everyone. Uh-huh. And when they do that, those people that are getting followed by this big account and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to go follow them. Right. You can't quite do that so much when it's a personal account. You know what I mean? If you, if I went through and started following a bunch of, well, and maybe with my account being bigger, that would work, but you can do that a little bit. So you go through and when you're first starting out, I think it is important to go through and uh, follow people and the, whose galleries you like and kind of have similar tastes and photos and kind of similar tastes and style. And you do that. But at the end, I think you've really got to bring that number down. Uh, when I first started, I probably had about, it was about a thousand followers to a thousand people that I was following. And uh, one of the biggest reasons for me to only have about 250 is because I want to see my friends work. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be following 15,000 people and never know anybody or see anybody's <laughs> photos. But obviously I do like that ratio and I think that does help. And I think that really uh, makes your account stand out when the hubs are featuring your work there. They see that you're following 50,000 people and you have 50,000 followers. It doesn't mean a whole lot to them. They're like, right. yeah, it takes okay photos, but really all he's doing is just following everyone. Right, and that's right. why he's got the, so uh, it definitely has an impact on it, and uh, you can kind of change that over time. I was following about a thousand people, and I dropped that down to a couple hundred people. And yeah, so you can kind of do that over time. I would never recommend that you just go out and follow thousands and thousands of people because I don't think that's the best way to do that. And uh, with Idaho Daily, we don't do that either. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of accounts out there that will just go follow everyone and trying to get people will follow them back and with Idaho Daily we're all about just we're trying to share good photos and Idaho Daily is all about uh, we're a team of Idaho photographers and so it's about uh, seven or eight people at that account and we just love sharing our own photos and we also go through and pick your photos and we try to bring that ratio the way it is so that people know it's not just about following every every single person right they only follow the people that uh, take great photos i know that's discouraged me when i go see an account or, or it helps me make a decision too when i am thinking about following an account i go look and see i'm like oh gosh they've got so many thousands that they're following yeah, that's all they're yep. doing i don't want to be a part of this <laughs> exactly and, and it doesn't mean a whole lot like they they don't really want to be my friend right when when I follow somebody, I mean something yeah. to people, right? And I'm not trying to be prideful or anything, but I think it means something that, yeah, you know, I I have the follower ratio that I have, and if I follow someone, it means that I, I'm following them for a reason. I, I like their work, and I, I want to get to know them. So it means a whole lot more when you yeah. do it that way. I think. 
Okay, how about uh, do styles of photos, like maybe landscape versus portrait orientation, do you think that affects anything? Well, if you look at my account, Jeff, you, you will notice that pretty much every single photo of mine over the last probably six months has been portrait. Yeah, I did notice that. <laughs> and I used to uh, post a lot more landscape photos. And I think it's great to do that because that's really the way that you're taking photos a lot is just in that landscape orientation. But with Instagram, you can't flip your phone and turn it into a landscape shot. Right. right? It would be nice and maybe someday they will do that and switch over to it. But what makes your photos pop? And you could take the same photo and I'll get a case right here. When my uh, likes really increased, I posted a photo and it got about, I don't know, three, 4,000 likes. I posted the exact same photo, but in portrait mode, uh, probably a month or two later. And I got like 3,000 more likes on the photo uh -huh. just because you can see things so much more. You can see how it pops. And I posted a photo tonight and that, that's actually the photo that I had posted before that got a lot more likes. And I did a few editing adjustments to it, but it took this photo. It was a, a grain bin and some clouds out in Missouri by a pond. And it was by my in-laws house. And it took it, took this photo from just a little landscape photo where you're like, you, you can kind of see the clouds. You can kind of see the grain bin to, Oh wow. Look at those clouds. And, and that's what portrait mode does. And everyone's kind of got their own opinion on that, but Man, portrait mode is the way for me. Even if I take a photo in landscape mode, I try to figure out a way to share that in portrait mode, crop it a little bit differently. And and, and so I think it's vital to post it that way. And I think you can kind of do a mix between the two. But for me, I've just been doing portraits. So one of the things I've tried out, I, I saw it recommended somewhere, I don't remember where, was um, I do tons of landscapes and panels in particular, which are terrible for Instagram sharing. <laughs> yes, they the, are. <laughs> the panoramas, they're, they're these tiny little things. You can't already see it all. Everyone wants to pinch and zoom and you can do that a little bit, but not close to enough. And no. It's, it's terrible. So what I, I tried was splitting it up into three different posts. I do kind of the, the right side, the center and the left so that if you looked at my profile page, you could see kind of the whole thing across in the three photos, but it meant each individual post was just one piece of it. Um, what do you think of that strategy? I think that's definitely a good strategy for sharing panos. I think <laughs> okay. it allows you to really see the details in the photo. And a friend of mine, Scotty Perkins photo uh, does that a lot on his photos. He went over to Oxbow Bend in winter. He shared three different photos, just of Oxbow Bend and in that same format. He just cropped three photo or cropped the one photo and posted it three times just so when you went to his gallery, you could see that. Right. And I think that's a great way to do that. And also, I, I haven't tried this out much, and uh, there's that new carousel yeah. feature. Yeah. And people have been talking about, like, hey, you can share a panel that way. And I can kind of go with that. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that yet, but uh, you post three photos, and then you can just scroll through, yeah, scroll through it, and then you see kind of the panoramic 
as well. It's not quite the same, but that is something that I think people are going to try to do. Yeah, that's a feature Instagram released just this week as we're recording this podcast here in, in uh, mm-hmm. late February 2017. You can add up to 10 photos. And then when you go to it, there's this little message that appears on your account if you've added more than one that says scroll to the right and you can see more photos. And then it has kind of little dots underneath it and you can scroll through the photos. So uh, that's I, I like that. I've liked it today. I did a test post on it. I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah, uh, it's a cool feature. I think that it can definitely add uh, some nice new features to the way that you post. The only thing I don't like about it right now is you can't post a portrait photo and that kind of drives me crazy. Right. The, the, which, um, yeah, yeah. The, you can't do any other aspect ratios besides square again. Yep. And I hope that they change that. I hope that this was kind of just testing it out and, uh, we can change that. But really I'm, if they change that and allow portraits on it, that's going to change the way that I do things Yeah, because I can go from, well, I can post this photo and I don't want to post like 10 photos of, the same location. That's not one I want to use it for, but how awesome would it be to post this portrait shot and then say, right. Hey, scroll to the right, check out this photo in raw. Right. Right. See, see what it looks like without any adjustments. And then your people are like, Oh yeah. Let me look at that. Oh wow. That's a great photo. Oh, that's what it looked like before. And you can really market yourself, market the way that you uh, use this Instagram account. And whether it be you can share videos and different things like that, you can show a little clip of here's how kind of I did this to this photo. Uh I think you could do a lot of things with it. But right now, the way it is, I don't know how much I'm going to use it because I never post square and I I don't want to post square. But I think I will use it occasionally like, hey, check out this photo. Check out how it looked like before I did any adjustments to it. The test post I did was fun because I I went and shot a high school senior night at basketball recently, the varsity Mm -hmm. team. And that was, you know, they had the starting five seniors. And so I was there to take photos, but they also honored the drill team and the cheerleaders for their senior night as well at the same time. So I had a bunch of photos of all of those kids that were having their senior night. And it was fun to be able to in one post share the senior photos of all of those. That was cool. But yeah, and I think that's a great feature because... Really, does somebody want to see like a a hundred pictures of one night? Like if you're scrolling through your feed, you don't want to see like this person posted uh, 55 photos tonight. You (laughs) know what I mean? But if they can say, oh, here's one post. Oh, let me check this out. And you can see all those photos. I think it's definitely, I've got some potential for things like that. If you do a portrait session and you want to share all the photos from that portrait session, your top 10 photos or something like that. I think you could do that as well. Just need a non-square aspect ratio. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Instagram, if you're listening to this, I mean, yeah, please, <laughs> please change that. I hope that they do change that. So, yeah. Have you ever run any contests in order to expand your following? Uh, yes, I have. I actually just recently shared um, or did a contest a couple weeks ago or last week when I hit that 50,000 follower mark and it definitely uh, increases your following you post that and say hey i'm giving away a photo or i'm giving away this and all you gotta do is uh, follow my account you gotta like the photo one of the biggest things i do when i do a giveaway now is i want people to like that photo because the more likes you get the more comments you get 
the more likely it is that your uh, that post is going to do well and be successful. So I always try to uh, do what I can on those posts to get people interested. And then I do that giveaway and I say, hey, okay, you've got to tag three friends. And before you know it, I have uh, 300, 400 comments on there where people have tagged three friends. And before you know it, you have 1,200, 1,500, whatever amount of people lo- looking at your photos. And so it's a great way to do that, I think, to really increase your account. Okay, um, so then how do you harvest or figure out who the winner is? Usually I just do it randomly. And so I'll take, okay, there are 400 comments. And what I try to do now is I'll go through and uh, delete any comments that weren't the actual entries. Uh-huh. So people tag what tag three friends. I'll go through and delete any of the comments that weren't uh, tagging people. And then I'll say there are 200, 300 comments. I'll pick a random number and then I'll go through and count 150 through till I find the one that won. And then that's who won. Yeah. <laughs> And then okay. I'll go verify that they, they're following me or following the account that's doing the giveaway. So a lot of times, too, now, and I love to do it this way because I don't have to fork out the money for it, is to uh, find printing companies or anybody and say, hey, do you want to do this giveaway? I've got a good following and good interaction. What would you think about giving away a print of mine? So I talk to them, and they're like, yeah, we'll go ahead and do that. So uh, that's also another way to kind of do that without having to fork out thousands of dollars and giving stuff away. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, my own following, I'm a lowly, like 1000 follower (laughs) following right now. You're going to get up to 10,000 this year. (laughs) I I know you are Jeff. We'll see. We'll see. So, and by the way, everyone who's listening, you can follow me at Harmon Jeff. That's H A R M O N J E F F all one thing. No underscores or periods, just Harmon Jeff. (laughs) I Um, like it. uh, I'm not following any, uh, there's a whole bunch of this advice I'm not following. So I'm going to be trying some different stuff to see if I can do that. But, uh, so I'm not a good example yet (laughs) of how to do this. That's why I have Josh on, but, uh, there's also at photo taco podcast is the official account for the podcasts that, uh, I, I mainly just post what's coming up or the, the podcast themes that we're having, uh, along with like, uh, opportunities you may have to participate in the podcast. So if you're interested in following that, you can message me there. I've taken some, uh, photo taco podcast topic, ideas from people who have sent me messages at that on that account. So I bring it up just for that. But I had two goals that I'd like to do with Instagram. And I want to get your advice then on how you think I can get there. And I wanted to go through it on the episode here because I think a whole bunch of photographers, a lot of the listeners of Photo Taco that are out there listening to this right now are probably in the same situation. They may have several hundred, maybe even a thousand or a little over followers, but getting up to that 10,000 bump, it just seems like impossible (laughs) from what I've done. So um, the two things I want to do, I want to bring attention to this podcast. So I I really want to make sure, and that's, it's kind of a conflicting goal based on what we've talked about, because I want to do posts that have to do with the Photo Taco podcast on my Harmon Jeff account. And uh, mm-hmm. because I want to, I want to bring listeners to the show. I want to, I want to grow my listening audience at this podcast. And the second one, then, of course, is I love doing landscape photography here in Utah, and I really want to 
be able to reach the clients, the people out there who would be interested in photos of Utah landscapes. So what suggestions do you think you'd have for me to, uh, to try to achieve those goals or can I not have both goals? Well, I, I think what you want to do, I think you can achieve that because you want to be able to share updates or anything like that from your Jeff Harmon account. Uh, just to share kind of your photo taco, whatever you've got going on. And I think you can do a little bit of that. And uh, I don't know, it's, it's a hard thing to do. Like with Idaho Daily, I struggle a little bit with that because I, I'm not going to go through and do all these posts about Idaho Daily on my own account. You know what I mean? And, uh, and maybe I will. And maybe you've kind of inspired me to say, hey, I've got 50,000 followers on my account. I'm going to do a little Idaho daily post and try to push some people back that way. Uh-huh. But, but I think some of the biggest things that you can do would be maybe to use this carousel feature. You know what I mean? You, your podcast is about improving photography. Yeah. Why don't you go through and you can start sharing photos like, okay, here's the before and after of this photo. Sure. And you could do yes. the square crop and really trying to motivate people to, say, okay, I, I want to check out this podcast. And it, it's about making the podcast um, meaning, or not podcast, the Instagram account um, meaningful to what you're trying to accomplish. You want people to go over there and check out Photo Taco, check out the podcast. I think you've got to share different things like that, the before and after photos, maybe a little video of what you're doing to uh, improve something. Uh, granted, the videos are pretty short. Right. I don't know how, how long you can do a video for, but maybe it's about eating a taco, right? Photo <laughs> taco. So maybe maybe you can try to share something in 15, 30 seconds. That's going to help somebody learn something for the day. Right. And I think there's a lot. A hub account is definitely harder, I think, to grow. and But I think some of that is just following people as well. You go through and you try to follow some people from that are following improved photography and hopefully they follow you back and and kind of get that account steamrolling, right? And the only problem with uh, the photo taco is that you can't, I don't know, you're not going to get features from the account. It's a hard account to grow, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think you can do some things like that where you make uh, each post really meaningful, and share share techniques, share different things about how to improve your photography. Not, not only like, hey, here's an upcoming podcast, but go through and share a photo and say, this is what I did, or share settings on your photo, yeah. like whatever the aperture is, and just tips of the day. Almost turn it into like, hey, here's this photo, and let's talk about composition in the caption for a second, or something like that. That's a good idea. And, so, yeah, and then with your uh, landscape question, it's all about exposure. You know what I mean? And I think you've got to work on the portrait aspect of it. Right. That really makes your photos stand out. And a lot of my photos I do do in portrait mode, but I do do a lot of landscape orientation, but I just crop them uh-huh. and put them in the portrait mode. And I, there are a lot of people, and I, I still need to learn how to do this the best way, but there are some photographers out there that they post in that portrait mode, but in their caption, they always say, hey, this is the crop version in the photo. 
go to my website and check out the full version. Right. And that's something that I want to try doing as well. Because uh, on Instagram, the portrait mode is what rocks, right? That's what pops. But what people want to buy isn't necessarily right. portrait. Right? People don't never. really want to buy it. Yeah. So you've got to find that fine line where you, you make your photos pop, you make them stand out, but at the same time, you can still... Uh, appease those people that do want to buy the photos and you say hey this photo's cropped go check it out on my website and so you do it that way and it's about having that clean account i think that's one of the biggest things that you can do is just having a clean account if you've got a personal account i actually have my own personal account which i don't think i've posted anything on that account for three or four years it seems like (laughs) but but, uh, you can log into multiple accounts now, sure. right? Yep. So you, you could have your Jeff Harmon account and then you could have another account come up with your own name, Harmtography or something like that. <laughs> Harmtography. <laughs> but come, do something else that's, you, this is your your baby and this is where you're going to share these photos that you take, your landscape photos, and really make it stand out. If you're sharing a ton of photos of your kids and things like that, it's not going to make it stand out right. as much, but if you're posting just landscape photos, portrait shots, like really stand out. I think that's going to open up some doors for uh, networking, meeting new people. I keep getting people contacting me saying, Hey, I really like your work, just local businesses. And, and it was through Instagram that I got through to this media market uh, marketing company. And they said, Hey, we love your work. And then I went and, I'm doing three photo shoots for him. Wow. So it's all about just sharing those photos and making them pop and networking with people and being able to take constructive criticism. Sure. And when I first started posting photos, I would post like a big old logo on my photo and it didn't really look that great. And so I went through and deleted like, any photo that had that logo on my account. And I just want those photos to be clean. And you've got to be careful. I think you can post a signature and things like that. If you do it in a good way, you don't want it to just overpower the image at all. Uh But uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So have you, have you tried any of the other social media platforms out there and, and seen similar success or is it pretty much just Instagram? Well, I am on Facebook, and I don't do a whole lot with Facebook because it's hard to go get on Facebook when I'm getting 50 likes yeah. or 100 likes or something right. like that. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not even fun. But but at the same time, I am having success there, and uh, I do sell prints over there as well because a lot of my friends that I have known growing up are on there and just new people are on there, and it, it's a great way to uh, – get more exposure and I do go on Facebook and post and I think it's a great way to do that as well. And and that's something that I'm probably going to focus on a little bit more this year is getting on Facebook more, but it's really Facebook and Instagram. I don't do a whole lot of anything else. I know there's 500 PX and all these different things. I'm not really on those at all. Yeah. Okay. The last thing I wanted to say before we closed up was the format of the post. We talked a little bit about that earlier. You have this catchy first, like they're going to see it really fast. The first line of the the post, the comments that you have or the 
description, caption, whatever you call it. And then you have underneath that, you usually use some kind of line separator to separate kind of the different parts of the post. And including all of the camera settings was a really good idea that I just completely stole from you. Because I love well, I that. stole it from somebody else. <laughs> I stole it from someone else. So <laughs> don't feel bad. <laughs> I love I love that um, because I, there's so many photographers who don't give that information, and um, I don't know what they're afraid of exactly. But I've had the the bit of interaction I have had, and some of the reason that my account grew even to the thousand followers was because of that. There's a lot of people who were super interested to see what were the settings that were used to get that photo. And I'm finding that really helpful just personally as a photographer. And I love getting that information out. I love teaching photography. So uh, I, I love the format of the posts that, that I saw you do. And I've been copying that. And it's been, that's helped. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear that. It's, it's kind, of, kind of like pay it forward, right? right. Somebody does it and everyone else does it. And it's kind of worked for everyone. And it, it's amazing too because... Uh, I I try to do that as often as I can. I try to post the um, camera information for how I took the photo. But every now and again, I, I can't do it. I don't uh, have enough time to go find out whatever the settings were. And I'll have people say, hey, why didn't you post the camera settings? I'm like, <laughs> wow. Okay, people are actually looking at that. And it's amazing. A lot of people get comments saying, hey, thank you much. thank you so much for sharing this. I'm just starting photography. It's really nice to kind of know what kind of settings I should be using. And granted, uh, camera settings are not everything. No, and, no, no. Uh, they're kind of like a, a starting point, right? right? And uh, I'll, I'll let you know, Jeff, I, I'm actually not, I've never taken really any classes for photography. I took a little class in my town. But really, all I've done is just kind of, I have no technical knowledge. If you ask me all these different things, I wouldn't be able to tell you much. <laughs> it's all about the feel, right? Yeah. It's all about making sure that your histogram is okay, that uh -huh. you've got that nice bell curve, that you're not clipping your darks or highlights. And you that, say that's you don't know is. anything technical. Look at that. <laughs> that was oh, plenty uh, of technical. And that, that was pretty much the extent of it right <laughs> okay. there. No. But I, I understand the aperture and I understand all those things. And I know there are some things that I need to do. I don't want to have an F22 aperture on all my shots because that's going to cause some problems and yes. things like that. But, yep. but really, I try to just kind of stay towards this setting that I'm like, yeah, okay, this is going to be okay. F10, I'm probably going to be fine. And then it all just kind of depends on how much light is coming in. I can't use one-tenth of a second if it's really bright out, right? So I can't use one one-hundredth of a second if it's really dark. So I just play around with it looking at the histogram until you get the shot that you want. And camera settings are great, and I think they do help people. And, but I think people get a little bit stuck on camera settings a little bit too much as well. But but people like them, so I keep sharing them. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I do that, and then right underneath it, I go through kind of the post processing techniques. How? Did, where did I, what software did I use, and how? What did I do in the software to edit the photo? And uh, what I didn't have, and it's the feature wasn't there till just now, was the, using the carousel to do before and after. I really like that idea, so I, I think I'm going to try that out. 
Yeah, yeah. And I was excited. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that tonight. I'm like, oh, I, I can't do my portrait mode shot. Never mind. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> right. right. Because it, it just kind of hurts it. It hurts the images that I want to post. And so, but I, I think that's a great way to do it. And a lot of these uh, night photographers out there, that's going to be huge for oh, them. Yeah. If they can start doing the land, if they can do a portrait shot and then show the before and after and say, this is what it looked like before. And then this is what it looks like afterwards. I think you'll get a lot of uh, good feedback from yeah. that. But yeah. Well, Josh, I want to, we're going to uh, close the show up now. I want to thank you so much for joining me. It's been really good. I have some, work to do. I'm going to go, I'm going to go make it a good effort at this. So besides your Instagram accounts, which I'll put links to in the show notes, make sure everyone has that, but at Pactography, P-A-C-K-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y is the main one to go check him out on. Where else can listeners find you? And they can find me on Facebook and they can just look for Josh Packer or Josh Packer Photography. I have a Facebook account for that. Okay. And you can find me on my website at www.joshpackerphotography.com. Pretty simple. Okay. And and that's it. Yeah, Instagram. If you live in Idaho, go check out Idaho Daily. If you love to go exploring, go check out the Outbounds. They do great work. But Excellent. yeah, yeah, you find me on Pactography on Instagram. That is where I do most of my posts. All right. So Josh is the example of what you're striving for, listeners, not me. And uh, go check him out for sure. That's it for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. As a quick reminder, you can suggest topics for the show through Facebook. That's facebook.com slash group slash photo taco. We have a whole community out there who's helping each other a lot in various questions. And uh, most of the time, listeners, fellow listeners are answering the question before I even get to it. Or through Instagram. We mentioned that already at photo taco podcast. You can message me there. Uh, suggest topics for the show or ask questions there. And you can also do it the old way with email where the address is phototacopodcast at gmail.com. No question too basic or too complicated for the show. If I don't know the answer, like how to grow my Instagram account, I'll get people like Josh to come on and <laughs> tell us how to make it happen. And well, uh, thank you, Jeff, so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, happy to have you. Don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the Improved Photography Network, too. There's Portrait Session, Tripod, Improved Photography, and a brand new one coming in early March. It's going to be called Latitude, and it's going to be all about travel photography. So watch for information about how to do that. It's not out there yet. Don't go to search for it and subscribe because it's not there yet. But early March 2017, it should be coming and it's going to be an excellent show. So also take over, take some time to head over to the mothership, improvephotography.com for news gear and other photo tip articles. It's the best way to improve your photography. The views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of Improved Photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a permission is earned. Olay!